0: Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. Okay, so today we are talking about success mentality in weight loss. Um, and I always think that, like, the most important skill that you can have for releasing extra weight is really the right mindset, right? So that's a term that's like probably overused, um, but really it's overused because mindset is really the key to any. that you want in life, any goal that you're going for. It really comes down to your thinking about it. And it's that old adage of like, if you think you can, you can, if you don't think you can, you can't, you know. Um, And so I was thinking a lot about this. And I wanted to really give you what I think cultivates a success mindset that will really help you that will really be a game changer for you in um, being the difference between you continuing on, you know, with any kind of food plan that you choose, and continuing on with the food plan in a way that is going to change your thinking so that you will uh, continue on without quitting. And you will eventually achieve your goal, right? Because the only reason diets don't work is because we don't stay on them. But if you can choose a food plan that uh, you feel good on that you feel satiated on, and when you're not overeating, uh, it doesn't really matter what food plan you choose as long as you're not overeating and you feel good, then you will drop the excess weight, right? That's what's the good thing about weight loss is our bodies won't hold on to that weight forever. We can lose it. So, eight components. The first one is really self-love. And if you're cringing right now, (laughs) I totally understand because I would cringe when I would hear that too (laughs) for a very long time. I'm more open-minded now about it, but I would just inwardly cringe whenever anyone would say, you know, you have to love yourself to lose weight. I was like, yeah, but you know, just give me the plan. (laughs) So if you're in that boat, here's what I want to offer. It doesn't have to be some super mushy feeling thing, telling yourself you're amazing and saying, I love you to yourself every time you look in the mirror and telling you your body that you love your body. I think like really deep down, you already love yourself. You simply may not be expressing that love, right? You may be acting a way that's not in your best interest. So let's talk a little bit about that, how you can express self-love without looking in the mirror and saying, you're fantastic. When I was, I was in this program through work and we listened to these Brian Tracy tapes and that was one of the suggestions that he makes, right? Is to like stare in the mirror and tell yourself you're fantastic. And I mean, maybe it works for some people, like not to knock it, right? If it works, but for me, that just was never going to fly, right? But there are different ways that we can learn to love ourselves and really appreciate Who we are. When it comes to your weight loss journey, consider that the acts of self love or expressing self love are A, no longer beating yourself up if you overeat. That's just over. That will never get you closer to your goal, I promise. Because I'm telling you, if you're feeling bad about your weight or your body or how much you ate, If that helped you to actually get there, then I would have mastered it years ago, (laughs) okay? So I know you can probably relate. It's simply a really bad strategy in losing weight, period. So that's the first thing. Second, expressing self-love is having your own back. And by that, I mean when self-doubt and insecurity creep in, you are kind to yourself about that. And you still show up in your life. So when things don't work out, you don't make it mean something is wrong with you, that like you can't do it, like you always quit. That's just who you are, right? We don't do that to ourselves anymore because it just doesn't, it's just not a good strategy. It just doesn't help you feel the way you want to feel to do what you want to do, which is stay on your plan, which is move your body, right? And lastly, self-love is growing while you learn to accept where you are right now as is. So I think if you can get good at this, you really have the keys to the universe. You don't have to love or even like what you weigh now, but you need to accept that that's where you are right now. And it's actually fine. So I know you may not believe that. I know you're saying, well, no, it's actually not fine. (laughs) I can't fit in my clothes and I feel terrible. But what if that was just a thought that you had? And you need to maybe adjust your clothing or go up a size in clothing so that you do feel comfortable, right? What if at this exact weight, you are the perfect weight and you get to change it if you want to. So if you haven't been doing a lot of thought work, this may fall flat and that's totally fine. What I'm going to do here is just offer you the suggestion that you can decide to say, okay, this is where I am, that's the number, whatever it is, and think I can handle that. It doesn't mean anything bad about me as a person or who I am. And I'm ready for change. I'm ready to grow to the next level of myself, whatever that looks like, right? And for some of us, that means being in the right sized body. Okay, number two is adopt the strategy of learn, do, learn, do, learn, do. So I just coined that strategy. (laughs) Feel free to use it. I know it's very eloquent, but here I'm just talking about the importance of taking action and then learning from that action. So if you don't know what to do, do something, anything different from what you've been doing and then reflect, take the time to ask yourself, why is this working? Why is this not working? And what can I learn here? So often we don't do this. We avoid it because maybe it's uncomfortable or we just feel like we don't have the time or we don't even think to do it. This is especially true when you're figuring out your protocol. I recommend, and by protocol, I just mean the way that you want to be eating. And I recommend choosing the way you want to eat and sticking with it for two weeks. Then sit down and reflect. Am I losing weight on this plan? Do I have enough energy? Am I satiated? How do I generally feel after I eat this food or that food? So for me, recently, I was noticing that I really wasn't feeling that well after I ate breakfast. And I had a suspicion that I was eating too many walnuts, just kind of like eating <laughs> mouthfuls of walnuts and putting them on my oatmeal. So I just took them out and replaced them with pumpkin seeds, something super simple. But by by now I'm in tune with my body, right? So I can make these small changes and I... Um, I have a sense of what I should do, right? And it worked. Now, if that hadn't worked and I didn't feel better, then I just would have tried something else, right? Maybe less flaxseed meal or more chia. You get the idea. We need to be open to experimentation, right? Just because we're on a plan and um, we feel like it's not working, we either A, need to stick with it a little bit longer or we just need to be okay with that, right? And we just need to change it up and try something different. Be really cautious of following really rigid meal plans that don't work for your constitution. So our bodies are unique. Your body is always communicating with you. I like to think of it as like a dance between your mind and your body. So think of professional dancers, right? Maybe like salsa dancers. They are so in sync with each other, right? They are paying attention. They have the same rhythm. They're paying attention to each other. and they're in tune with their own bodies. It's like that with your body. When your body doesn't feel well, you're simply out of step and need to learn something and do something different. Number three is belief. So do you believe you can do it really? Because oftentimes we look at our past as evidence for what we can do in the future right? Our brains like to pull evidence from all the times that we went on diets and then we went off diets to tell us what we're capable of. But your past has no bearing on your future. You can decide to think that if you want, that's optional. You can decide to believe that you are learning how to lose weight for the last time. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are right on track. Also, do you believe in your plan? So this kind of goes back to your protocol. I think that you really need to believe in yourself and that you have the right plan, like that you know how to eat so that your body will release the weight. And maybe that plan is a protocol that manages your insulin. That's what I talk a lot about. Or maybe it's simply that you are you keep trying different ways of eating until you find something that works best for you and your lifestyle. Now, you'll have some days where you're either don't believe in it, you don't believe in yourself, or you don't believe in the plan. So the key here is just, you know, go back to number two, the strategy. Do, learn, do, learn. You can take action even when you're temporarily out of belief. Just by taking action consistently, you will get back into belief. So it's not a problem, right? It'll come back. Number four is be the turtle, not the hare. Okay, so slow and steady makes for permanent weight loss. Doesn't mean that you can't lose a lot of weight in the beginning, and um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way your body is responding. But the only reason you are feeling impatient or you're in a rush to lose weight is because either you lack belief, so your brain's telling you that you need evidence right away. But if you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would reach your goal, you'd probably be more patient and you'd actually have more fun along the way, right? You wouldn't be so stressed about it because you just knew it was coming. You knew you were on track. Even if your weight fluctuated a little bit, not a big deal because overall you're going to get there or you think you will feel better once you get there. So you'll have more confidence in yourself. You'll feel better in your body, in your clothes. And I will say that there's some truth to that. Like you probably will feel physically more comfortable moving around in a smaller body and it will be easier for your brain to find confidence generating thoughts. However, I also really want to emphasize that all along the way, you can also find ways to feel more confident, to feel how you are hoping you'll feel when you reach your goal. This will make the journey getting there so much more fun. Number five is raise your standards. What if you turned it around and thought that fast food wasn't worthy of you, that basically you're too good for junk food. (laughs) You get to decide what kind of woman you want to be, right? What kind of woman you are. It's kind of like dating. So I had this friend who was amazing and, you know, I won't tell you the details to for confidentiality, but I will just tell you that even if we weren't friends, you know, she's a catch. (laughs) Most people would agree she just had a lot going for her, right? And she was dating this guy who was like, let's just say his catchiness wasn't so obvious. (laughs) People would meet them and they would just kind of wonder like why they were together. It was a bit of a mismatch. And maybe you've even been in that boat. I know I have. I've dated some people who my friends literally asked me why I was dating them, right? But I know in my case, and I can't say with my friend, but I know that in my case, in my situation, that it was because my standards were too low. And I'm not even kidding you, the guy was actually homeless at the time I was dating him, okay? We went on dates, and he couldn't afford to pay, and he had no credit. So I'm not saying that you have to like go on... Dates with guys with lots of money or anything, of course not. But I'm just saying, my standards were set pretty low at the time, right? Later, after I worked on myself and I felt my worthiness, I was attracted to and attracted guys who, you know, could at least pay their rent. So take a good look at your standards for what's acceptable when it comes to your eating. What's acceptable behavior for you? So you can decide that you are someone for whom eating healthy is a priority no matter what right? Your standards are high for how you treat your body, for whom, you know, binging is just completely out of the question, right? It's just beneath you. You get to decide right now that you are a woman who loves themselves enough to treat her body with respect and kindness. So that's available to you right in this moment, even without changing anything that you do, right? You can start thinking that and start believing it. Number six is get off the sidelines and into your life. I don't use a lot of sports analogies because I don't play any sports, but (laughs) this one I feel like is relevant. So if you are bored, if you haven't set a goal for yourself, if you are not pursuing anything that's meaningful to you, that void is draining your life energy. So it's draining your vitality and you're likely turning to food to fill that void, to fill yourself up. So I want to urge you to take some risks, right? Take a risk, get off the sidelines and into your life. Don't think that you're too old or you're too fat or you're too tired to take even one small step toward your dream. And if you don't know what your dream is, just go out on a limb and think like, what if anything was possible, like get excited about it, right? Get excited about your life. When you have something in your life that you're excited about, food won't be nearly as interesting. So I've even noticed this in my own life. When I finish my meal and I have something else to do that I'm really engaged in, that I'm interested in, I don't think about eating more, right? It's just, it's not on my brain. Like I don't even have those thoughts. And at times in the past where I didn't, and maybe I even dreaded what I was going to be doing after my meal, I really wanted to extend that meal. (laughs) And then afterward, I would still be thinking about food. Totally makes sense, right? Our brain is trying to get the dopamine it needs. If it's not getting it from our lives, it will get it from the easiest source, which is food. Number seven, we are almost there. Treat yourself well through failure. So I've talked about this a lot, so I won't go into depth on this one, but basically there will be times when you say screw it and you have a donut or something, right? You eat maybe an entire bowl of popcorn. Your weight loss journey doesn't need to be perfect. Along the entire way for you to get there, for you to reach your goal. You're not gonna go from day one turning to food to cope to the next just because you made a decision, never doing that ever again, right? It's more of a gradual process and failure is part of that. So don't be afraid of failing. It's totally fine. You will still get there, right? It doesn't mean you have to swing back and forth between like this all or nothing thinking. And that leads me really to my next point, the last point, number eight. What if quitting wasn't an option? So simply not an option. How would you show up? How would you approach this weight loss journey in general, right? How would you show up in your life, in your days? How would you treat failure, for example? Not a big deal, right? Because you're not quitting, So no matter how many times you need to adjust your protocol and figure out what to do next, no matter how much negative emotion you have to process without using food as a crutch, you're simply not going to give up until you have learned how to make peace with food and feel good in your body. Because again, it's a skill, right? All of weight loss is really just a skill. And what I've described is the mindset that you need to get you there. So I hope that you can adopt these eight lines of thinking and I promise you, you'll have the strategic mindset you need to release as much weight as you want. Okay. That's what I have for you. And I wish you all the best. And one more thing I almost forgot. But I still have a couple of openings for a free session. If you want to do a mini session with me just to see what coaching is like and you don't mind it being posted on the podcast for others to benefit from, then please reach out to me. You can email me at Paula at MindfulShape.com and just let me know that this is something that you're interested in or there's going to be a link in the show notes and you can click that link and just book directly into my calendar. So I'm going to do two spots, um, per month for the next couple of months. So October and November of, uh, 2021. If you're listening to this in the future, (laughs) it's no longer available, but, um, I urge you to take advantage of that and just get some benefit. You can coach on any topic that you want. Okay. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.